What's good, everyone? It's your kings, Kazil and Cole. And welcome to Sea Time Podcast. Hey, hey, there we go. There we go. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Okay, it feels good to be back, first of yeah, all. Yeah, after a little week's rest. You know, we took a little bit of... You know, it's crazy to say that it's been a week's rest because I'm fucking tired. Oh, I think we're always tired. Yeah, It's but always I, been I, a long week. It hasn't been a long week per se, but I'm tired. I think it's time to start taking my vitamin D tablets. Yes, because I agree. Clearly... We're in the middle of winter, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I know. But <sighs> um, <laughs> Welcome back for the 14th episode. Uh, we do have a special guest, but before we ask them to introduce themselves, we are going to remind you guys, if you are listening along, use the hashtag Tea Time Podcast UK. Um, because we'd love to hear your thoughts, we'd love to hear your questions, and we'd love to interact with you guys. Yeah, we do have a special guest. Um, I'm gonna pass it over to them for them to introduce themselves. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name, <laughs> my name's Eden. Um, I'm 26. I'm a non-binary trans woman from Manchester. Hello, Eden. nice. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, Thank welcome, you welcome. For having me. Thank you for coming on. Um, so in terms of obviously you've already said it on binary, what, what pronouns would you say you go by? I mean, I use she they, but predominantly it's she her, and that's fine. Okay. Um, but it's you know, the option is there, she her, they them. I'm yeah. good with either. Yeah. Okay. So you know what? Just going off of the back of that, right? So I I hear this all the time, but I want to know like how this fits for you. So when people use um, she, they, or she, her, and they, them, a lot of people always say that they only get called she, her, and never they, them. Is that the case for you at all? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've kind of only started using, like, they, them um, very recently, really. It was, it it took me a while to, like, kind of understand that part of me. Like, before Mm. I transitioned, I identified as non-binary um yeah. and then gradually understand that no I actually was a trans woman um but then it's been kind of like a continuous learning thing I suppose where I've kind of understood that I am a trans woman but I'm also not binary like I am a non-binary trans woman which I know kind of doesn't make a lot of sense to a lot of people but it makes perfect sense to me so yeah <laughs> Yeah, completely Honestly, get that. As long as it makes sense to you, it really doesn't matter if it makes sense to other people because, you know, that's that's your truth and that's you yeah. doing you. And, you know, like you said, it took some time to understand that, which is really important. Mm. Yeah, of course. But yeah. it is predominantly like she, her, and that is fine. But, you know, there's people around me like with the trans folks or whatever, queer people that do kind of interchange and that obviously makes me feel a bit more like seen, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Very cool. That's cool. Okay, so not going off the back of that. Um, completely different question. So in terms of uh, your relationship status, would you say you're single, in a relationship, open relationship? Yeah, so I'm, I'm in a relationship. I'm with um, a non-binary person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been about six or seven months now, I think. Um, okay. Yeah, and it's going really well. Yeah, I've I've seen you guys on um, I've seen you both on my Instagram 
a lot as yeah. well. Uh, it's Cameron, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are great. Thank yeah, because Cole mentioned that uh, when I was like, oh, by the way, um, I've got like a guest to come onto the show and I sent him him your Instagram. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, that's that's like Cameron's partner. I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I was like, oh, I was like, how do you know Cameron? I was like, I only know Cameron because of like Eden's like Instagram. But it's, yeah. it's funny how like someone will always know someone somehow yeah it's a very yeah. small circle isn't it like we all seem to it know is. each other it is. regardless it really of is. where we are like up and down the country everyone seems to know each other <laughs> yeah 100 yeah. percent. and i, I think I that's also yes yeah, I, I think it's good and i think it's also because we all kind of go to the same places because we all yeah. have the same kind of safe spaces so it's quite nice yeah, to yeah, see people and who's who's together and kind of get to know other people branch out and then you realize they know other people that you know and yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Um, yeah. So, what would you say your sexual orientation is then? This has been an ongoing one, another ongoing one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, obviously, before my transition, I assumed I was a gay man because mm. that's what everyone was telling me, you know. Yeah. Um, of <laughs> so I sort of only dated like other cis gay men, but it was yeah. kind of like something never felt fully right for me um yeah so I think when I came out as like non-binary before I transitioned still I think I was just kind of a bit more fluid with things like Mm. I was attracted to sort of like androgynous people or like really masculine women or really like feminine men like yeah it kind of was like an energy thing for me it wasn't a case of like like I don't know just gender or anything like that it was yeah. just like if I if I vibe with you, I vibe with you, and that was the that was kind of like the the light bulb moment sort of thing. Um, so mm. I would say I'm probably like pansexual if you want to call it that. Yeah. But okay. I don't. Yeah, I think queer is just like an all encompassing word. Do you know yeah, what I mean? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I would just <laughs> say I'm queer. <laughs> okay. Fair <laughs> and enough. it's it, it's it's funny you say that because like it's literally the same for me. Like at the minute, I'm definitely just more queer than I am than I was before to be fair um yeah I feel like I feel like after you kind of start transitioning you kind of feel more open to different things because you feel better I think it's, it's more of like a psychological thing where you feel better about yourself so then you obviously don't yeah, really definitely. care about who the other person is you'll just care that they make you happy kind of thing 100 yeah, percent that's mm. the same with me. Like, I, I think that that's really interesting because I'm, I'm hearing this a lot within, like, the trans and non-binary community where it's sort of yeah. like... Because with me, I would say that I started to identify as being pan, I think, just before I, like, publicly came out as being <coughs> trans, where I was, like, really, like, intrigued to, like, trying different things and, you know, just... Yeah. Being more open. vibing with different yeah vibing with different types of people and mm. you know um even friends wise like wanting to open up my friendships to like different types of people to just be more inclusive and just to learn about different types of people and stuff like that and then when I started transitioning I was like okay I'm feeling a little bit different but it's <laughs> like I hear this so much that's why I'm like is is it a HRT thing or like, how do you start transitioning and then all of a sudden you're, like, this really fluid person? 
but yeah. then it could be what you're saying like you're more like comfortable with self mm. so then you're more open to wanting to explore so I think that that's really interesting yeah, yeah like for sure like when I started HRT there was kind of like like, obviously, like, jokey banter with, like, other trans women and stuff where they'd be like, oh, you'll start fancying, like, other girls before long. And I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And then I obviously, like, ended up with another trans uh, another trans woman. And then um, it was just something I'd never, like, thought about before. But it mm. was just a case of, like, I think it is a case of, like, you just feel more comfortable. Yeah, so 100%. Kind of nothing, nothing is off the table then. That's how I... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's so common in the trans community, um, which is, I, I think it's just really, it's, it's it's kind of crazy the way that that's actually happened to most people as well. Um, yeah. Because, like, a lot of, like, some of my trans um, mass friends, like, before I transitioned, um, you know, I remember one of them saying to me, similar to what, you know, the trans women said to you, you're going to start, you know, <laughs> kind of going backwards um, yeah. in terms of sexuality <laughs> and I was like no, no I, I, I don't think I will and then all of a sudden like I'm now like so queer it hurts it's crazy yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> man said so queer it hurts <laughs> honestly wow. I actually don't like I, it's, I just don't care I just yeah, care about same. who they are as a person hearts not hearts yeah very bad yeah very bad yeah <laughs> someone said it someone said it at work because i'm a part of like our um lgbt uh, plus community uh, committee like we have like this whole committee making changes within our organization and stuff like that for our people and someone said that during one of like our little announcement posts that we had to like put out to the community and i was like you know what i like that i'm gonna start saying that from now on <laughs> I, like I love that it's that's so what true it is. though Mm-hmm. It is true, and it sums it up perfectly as well. Yeah, it without really having does. to say too much, hearts not parts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just going. Oh, um, sorry. He was going to say. He was. He was going to say something. <laughs> I don't. I actually don't remember now. Um, I think my cold has just got into my brain, and I literally forgot. Sorry, what Granddad. I was about to say. Granddad, <laughs> what? I have a cold. I'm not. I'm not in a home. <laughs> <What do you laughs> <mean>? <laughs> No, go on. Go on. Uh, so, um, <laughs> as we are on the topic of um, transitioning, um, let's get into your journey. Uh, okay. How has your journey been for you so far? Um, <laughs> that's a very open question. Um, I would say it's been <laughs> been like a roller coaster. Like probably everyone, mm. everyone else can probably say the same. Yeah. Um, I think compared to a lot of other trans people that I know, mm-hmm. like I'm not daft. Like I, I have a lot of privilege and things like that. And I saved up like student loans and things like that because I, I kind of knew towards the end of my time at uni that I needed to transition and that I knew that going private was like my only option really. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, you know, I had that money to like put towards it so I could just kind of get on with it yeah um which is obviously a privilege to have um but I think in terms of like just the beginning and getting on HRT and those sorts of things Mm. it wasn't like it's it's obviously not easy for anyone but for me it was kind of like 
I had to literally uproot my life from my little small town that I'm from and move to like the big city of Manchester and start HRT because I was refused um, care by my GP. They were like, no, we, we, we won't prescribe for you. They yeah. didn't want to hear anything about it. They didn't care to know. They were just like, no, we won't do it. And I was like, so desperate at the time. It wasn't a case of like, oh, this is something I can fight and like take to another level and, you know, try and get them to prescribe for me. I was like, okay, well, I'll just go then. I'll just look, I'll just move, move away. Mm. Um, so that's what I did. Um, and I think, I don't know if I was mentally ready for that to like move cities again like I'd I used to live in London for uni and I didn't kind of do very well when I was living in London as well it was like it just wasn't the right environment for me Mm. um and kind of like being in like a smaller town felt more comfortable for me so I think that probably threw me in the deep end a little bit and was quite like a lot to deal with all at once and like my job was working it was like involved working in the public (coughs) and things like that it was it was like a lot to deal with yeah. Um, but I think in terms of like generally medically transitioning, it's been quite smooth, to be honest. Like I'm That's under good. the care of the um, London Transgender Clinic, mm. who've been amazing. They've like taken my healthcare like as seriously as you would hope that they would. Um, like it's all been it's all been very smooth. It's it's just been like the odd hiccup here and there. Um, yeah. Yeah, like at the moment, there seems to be like so many issues with like trans femme hormones. Like I had, I went to pick up my prescription the other day and then um, mm. they were just like, oh, sorry, we've not had, um, we've not dispensed it because the manufacturers have stopped making it. And I was yes. like, I remember saying what? Post. Sorry, what? Like you can't <laughs> just like, what? What? Like, no, no. That's crazy. Yeah. That is so insane. It was yeah, that was kind of like a scary thing where I had to like get hold of like my GP and my endo and like try and sort it all out. And yeah. I was just like, I can't not have my hormones. Like, what are you talking about? But yeah, it's just it's just little things like that that have kind of like thrown a, a big spanner in the works. But they have sorted out eventually. So yeah. yeah, it's been pretty smooth. And compared to like a lot of other people, I kind of like count my blessings to be honest. Yeah. It's funny that you said about the um, the problem that you had with c- collecting your hormones because li- literally recently I went to order my testosterone and um, like obviously I'm, I'm with a private clinic as well but um, mine's like kind of more online and stuff so I don't really have to yeah. go in and see them and things like that and stuff like that. Um, so when I was going to get my new prescription, they were like, oh, the person we usually order it from doesn't have any in stock and I was like what that, that doesn't even make what? any sense how do you not have any testosterone in stock and bear in mind it's only like the small vials of sustenance as well and yeah. I had to order from somewhere else and it was just like it was just a, a, a bunch of mayhem really but yeah it's crazy yeah. that things like that actually happen when it's even though it's not it's not particularly a small service but there's not as many people on private as people think yeah, um, yeah for sure. there's a lot of people in the NHS obviously but with private you would think they would stock up and stuff like that and things like this wouldn't happen because it's so important for people to have it um, yeah yeah and it's kind it's of crazy. like the reaction that you get as well where they kind of look at you as if they're like well i don't know what to tell you and i'm like i yeah, where do we go from not here? have this like <laughs> yeah. what do you mean they can't just stop making it and people just not have it like what it's yeah crazy 
Yeah. That only happened to me once in terms of manufacturing issues. Um, <clears throat> when I was still on gel, mm. um, I used to have to have like two pumps, which would last me, what, two pumps once a day. It would last, I think, maybe like five, six-ish weeks pushing it. Yeah. But then when my pathology uh, results came back and my levels weren't where they needed to be, they were actually below, he increased it to three pumps. Mm. So because of the extra pump a day, I then required to collect two bottles of gel rather than one. So, you know, I order my shit well in advance. I go pick it up because I'm like getting towards the end and I never made this mistake ever again. And I get there and they're like, oh, we've only got one bottle. I was like, what do you mean you only have oh. one bottle? Where's the other one? <laughs> and they were like, oh, like, <laughs> it hasn't been delivered. Like, we're having issues with manufacturers. And I was like, I was like, what are you actually telling me right now? Mm. And then they were like, oh, um, what would you like <laughs> to do? Because this is like my father. He's kind of become like my pharmacy guy because now I go pick up my meds and he knows my name off the bat because my name is very unique. So he said it stuck to his head. Mm. <laughs> and he was like, what would you like to do? I was like, to be honest with you, I don't have any more tea for tomorrow. So I need to take this. So I was like, there's nothing that I can do about it. I have to take it. So he's like, okay, what I'll do is I'll write on a little thing to say that you've already paid. And then when we have the other one, we'll send you a message for you to just come and collect another one. And you don't have to pay again. I was like, yeah. okay, cool. But then it's kind of like, what if I had got there and they didn't even have that one ball? I had already run out. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Because I made the mistake of leaving it too late. But I ordered it well in advance, meaning it should have been ready. And I got texts yeah, to say crazy. it was ready. That's insane. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've, I mean, I think I always seem to have issues with like ordering my um, medication and things like that. Mm. Like I, I order my, I take a testosterone blocker and I mm. order that like probably two, three weeks before I need it. And they've kind of like, my GP kind of understands now that it's because I have so many issues every single time I order it um, that I need enough time to like sort it out because it's never like a 48 hour turnaround. It's like weeks. Because yeah. no one ever seems to have it in stock or like whatever the reason. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's weird. It but speaking weird. of hormones, in terms of like um the type of HRT uh you take, because I'm not necessarily familiar with um sort of the hormones that someone transitioning from the other side takes. Like yeah. I'm aware of like blockers. Uh, because of two different people in the UK, because, you know, America do stuff differently. I know you can take tablets and you can do injections, but, like, is that the same with um, estrogen as well? Like, can you do tablets and injections, or, like, what's the situation with that? No. So as far as I'm aware, there is no injectable form of estrogen in the UK, which I think is a bit of a shame, because obviously they do have it in the US. Yeah. And you're seeing, like, the dolls out here with, like six months on hormones like shaking their titties living their best life and I'm here with like a washboard body like excuse me <laughs> not fair yeah <laughs> but oh, um yeah so it's just a bit of more of a slower process um mm. with HRT with like estrogen in the UK which is fine like it's just how it is but so I started on tablets um and then I changed from tablets to gel because I was having um, FFS. So I had FFS last year in Belgium. Um, and there's, there's like um, 
the risk of like blood clots and things like that with tablets oh so yeah so they swapped me to gel just to like avoid that obviously um and I kind of was like seeing more changes like quick more quickly with gel yeah um so my endo just kind of said like if you want to stay with gel that's fine just let us know and I've just kind of stayed with it just because it seems to work better for me Mm. um yeah and I've been on the same blocker since about six months into my HRT it's like a it's the injection that I have Mm. the the only thing that we changed was I was having it every 12 weeks and now I have it every 10 just because and I'm sure if there's any trans women trans fans listening like when you start feeling that block that blocker wearing off oh my god yeah we get the team out as well yeah I can imagine oh god wait what's wait I don't know nothing about this this uh, blocker wearing off I don't. I was. I don't know what. No, that like, feeling is. like, like, like before we have our shot, our next shot. You know, and it's that week oh. before, and it's like that. Oh, fucking yeah. hell! Oh, yeah, okay. That, I think that's just, just kind something of like, everyone gets on HRT, though. Yeah, but I that's so. interesting, though, because like we get it from like you know <laughs> just before you you need your re up on your t shirt, but then mm. they get it because they need their re up on their blockers okay yeah it's, so it's I'm, I'm, learning. I'm, I'm learning i'm <laughs> learning like i like this shit like i like to be educated on things the that i just lesson. don't know like <laughs> yes exactly it is a chemistry lesson okay that's interesting so yeah it's just like a feeling of like you can just feel that something's not quite right and like yeah so my my facial hair will might maybe feel a bit thicker or like the growth will mm. like be a lot quicker or like okay. yeah just just things like that i can just kind of feel like okay i know i'm due my blocker because yeah yeah it just doesn't feel quite right okay so for anyone listening who doesn't know what ffs is yes i was gonna say yeah would you like to explain <laughs> that <laughs> sure yeah sure so it stands for facial feminization surgery um it's it's like the surgical uh reformation i suppose of like mm. your skull to mimic the features of like as if I was assigned female at birth yeah um so it's very invasive it's very um technical and like specialist Mm. yeah um it's also very expensive I can imagine yeah but it's you know for any trans femme or trans woman that kind of has a lot of issues with their face or their features or trying to like reverse the effects of testosterone puberty it's kind of you can get like laser hair removal and like you know fillers and learn makeup techniques and things like that to alleviate Mm. your dysphoria but you obviously can't change like bone structure um the only thing you can really do about that is you know facial feminization surgery which is i've had fillers and things like that but i just kind of it just didn't feel like enough for me because I was still getting misgendered. I didn't feel comfortable in myself. Like mm. it, it was like my only option, really. That's how yeah. it felt for me, anyway. It's in Belgium at Two Pass Clinic um, in November of 2020, and then I had a revision a couple of months ago um, at the same clinic. And yeah, she's she's doing well. <laughs> <laughs> That's, so that's how really long, interesting. 
Yeah, it is. How how long how long have you been transitioning for so far altogether then? Um, I came out and changed my name about June twenty nineteen. So I've been on hormones two years, just over two years. So it's probably about two and a half years, something like that, that I've okay. been transitioning. It's been quite quick, really, yeah. like getting on, getting on, coming out, changing my name, getting on hormones, um, having surgery. Like, it's been quite quick. Mm. Um, but it was kind of like, it was a long time coming. So I kind of, you know, put my all into it and just yeah, kind of... you're prepared kind of thing. Yeah, I dedicated yeah. so much time to it in the beginning because I was like, I have to do this now. It's been yeah. like a long time coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I have a follow-up to that. <coughs> um, without cold dying in the background. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I have a follow-up. So you said June 2019. Yes. Um, I changed my name in July 2019. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, same-ish. um how did you pick your name okay so my I'm completely fine with saying my old name my dead name if you want to call it that it's not really a dead name because it's it's still in my name um my name my assigned my given name assigned name whatever was James um my name now is Eden James um so my given name was James Edward and I always hated my middle name. I just never felt attached to it. I was just mm. like, ugh, I hated it. Whenever someone would ask me, do you have a middle name? And I would be like, no. Because <laughs> yeah. it was horrible. But um, when I was looking at kind of like changing my name, I was looking at names that began with J and I was just like, none of them feel like they fit me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I kind of looked to my middle name, like ED, like the beginning of Edward. Mm. Um, and it was either Eden or Adana, and I just kind of felt like Adana was a bit too bougie for me. Like, <laughs> she's still, do you know what I mean? She's still a white girl. <laughs> Let's calm down. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so it was Eden. Um, and then I kind of didn't want to get rid of, like, James properly. Mm. Like, to have a completely different name, like, James to Eden was so drastic. I was like, yeah. oh, God. Am I going to be able to like adjust to that? Mm. Um, and then obviously, some I'm an IVF baby, so I'm a I'm a twin. Um, so we were my parents had IVF treatment at St James's Hospital in Leeds in the nineties. Okay. So that's why that's why I was called James. Oh. Um, yeah, so it kind of felt like I didn't want to get rid of that and kind of erase that because it had so much <laughs> meaning behind it. Um, so yeah that's why I kept it and I just kind of hyphenated it and I just thought it sounded a bit sassy (laughs) Eden James I don't know it kind of works but everyone just calls me Eden anyway so it's fine sounds very royal yeah I was going to say (laughs) (laughs) nothing royal about me honey I promise (laughs) yeah just having it kind of it just just feels more it just feels right to keep it Mm, yeah, it's, it's similar to what I did with my name, to be fair. Because my name now is just an anagram of my dead name, to be fair. So, That's clever, though. Yeah, I mean, it took me forever to figure it out because I went through such, like, random names. Um, yeah. And people were like, yeah, there's no way. That doesn't, that doesn't even make sense. And I was like, yeah, I don't really <laughs> like it either. But I felt like it sounded <laughs> cool. Like, I come up with a name, like, 
hunter or something crazy. It just sounded <laughs> like I was, you know, a surfer from California or something. And people like <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, let's not do that. Um, but yeah, no, it's kind of a, it's a good it's it's kind of feels good to keep not keep keep the same name but like keep the same letters and still yeah have the same kind of start of the name and things like that yeah yeah like that's got, that's y'all me i deleted my whole name <laughs> the whole <laughs> entire <laughs> thing the first and the second name i was like bye-bye <laughs> mm, yeah. like i, I hate it like do you know what yeah it didn't i hated my name so bad growing up <laughs> like so bad like my do you know do you know how much i must have freaking hated my name my name is unisex my name is unisex like my dead name was unisex <laughs> um i hated i hated like i don't mind like saying my name and stuff like that because it's wherever it is right but yeah. i hated my name so much one my name wasn't english Okay. First and second name, not English. Nobody could frigging pronounce my name. Oh, and I God. hated that growing up. When I say nobody, I mean including family members. Some of my family members couldn't pronounce my name. They couldn't oh, pronounce it the English way. They couldn't pronounce it the, my, my tribe's way. And they couldn't pronounce it like the common way. I was like, what do you people want from me? what do you people actually i freaking hated my name and then i grew up and learned how i got my name and i was like i hate it even more Mm. (laughs) like we deleting this whole motherfucking name like i hated it it's a zambian name but you could say it kind of in an english way but if you pronounce it properly it sounded french Okay. Very much, com- it's it's giving confusion. So the English yeah, way of saying cool. it, like a little bit of like, no, no, no. I mean no? yes, but no, because the English way of saying it was Cholwe, but okay. the common way of saying it was Cholwe, but the proper pronunciation is Jolwe. 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 And, and it's like oh I, I like that. that. Oh, that's my name like, now. I was like, leave <laughs> this name. So I was like, you know what? Like I played around with like so many different types of names, and now I've ended up with first name that sounds um sounds like it's I don't know like Arabic or whatever. Middle name is Hebrew. Last name I just threw it in there because I had oh, been no. using it as like a tag for like ten plus years. Mm. But yeah, so, like, I everyone it. has. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go on. <laughs> I feel like everyone has kind of like a list of names that they work through. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before you mine end was... up on like the last one. Yeah, mine was ridiculous. Literally ridiculous. <laughs> I don't even know what I was thinking. I just wanted to sound like, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking in my head because I just thought maybe my name will help me pass more as well. So I thought if I chose the most macho, ridiculous name I could think of, that'd be great <laughs> and they were all just like they all just sounded like i sounded like i was like a redneck or something like <laughs> you wouldn't be able to put the name to the face okay. it was just yeah it was just insane um but what would you say is the most surprising thing about your transition that you know you may have may or may, or may not have known before hmm. i think there's probably like a positive and a negative answer to that if you want mm. me to like say both or go for it whichever okay um so i'd probably let's start with the negative and end on a positive that's always the best time yeah <laughs> um so probably like the negative is probably 
like just how much sort of like misinformation and just how much people do not understand trans people but Mm. also kind of like in like a violent way as well yeah um that was i obviously knew like the aggression and like the violence and everything that we experienced but kind of seeing it firsthand to like whether it be friends or i've had like a couple of experiences with like scary cis men at night and things like that and Mm. it's that kind of took me by surprise because i i kind of didn't anticipate it to be so like jarring and like um just like how how often it happens yeah um that surprised me a lot maybe that was just out of naivety or just kind of maybe it's just out of experience I don't know but yeah yeah yeah, for sure that definitely surprised me um and then I'd probably say as a positive is probably just how willing people are to learn I think Mm. um and like it's not as it's not as like scary as you think it is like obviously I remember like the first time I wore a skirt or like wore makeup to wear I remember just how terrified I was because I was like oh my god I'm gonna get like stones thrown at me in the street or something like (laughs) yeah you think the worst yeah and I don't know whether it was you know living in a big city like Manchester helped or what but you just kind of realise that like everyone has their own stuff and yeah there's going to be the odd person that like just likes to remind you that you're lower down on the food chain but the majority of the time people do just want to support you and learn whether they go about it in the right way or not you know they they do want to learn and like help you yeah um and I think that's been a big eye-opener is like just by me being myself and kind of being an openly trans person Mm. it kind of I don't know like especially where I worked like previously I worked in retail yeah a lot a lot of people hadn't worked with a trans person before Mm. so I think like meeting someone like me that was that was kind of just like an open book it was like a nice opportunity for them to just see that I'm just like anyone else we are just like anyone else we've always been here um yeah so it I, yeah I think it's it is things are getting better for us definitely yeah definitely and I think people forget that things always do just get worse before they get better um Absolutely. I mean if you look at if you look at the statistics for like deaths and a lot of violence against trans people has happened yeah. within just the last two years um but that's because we're becoming more and more seen um of course. so people are becoming more and more aware of it and obviously they when that happens the people that don't like it are going to become more aware of it too unfortunately that does it comes hand in hand but it is definitely getting better and it is becoming not safer but nicer for us to just be with our own kind of people and not feel too threatened um in certain places as well so yeah definitely yeah i totally agree i think it's obviously like you know there's that momentum trying to find that like equilibrium between actually being like legally safe and like having our rights and like being protected by law and those sorts of things as well as like socially people accepting us more and I think at the moment it's kind of like both of them are kind of swinging up and down and there is no equilibrium it's either one or the other Mm. um and 
yeah, it is what you said, like, one is going to be worse than the other at any given time, but I think, you know, we are kind of more at the forefront of, like, just, like, pop culture and things like that, and yeah, people definitely. knowing more about trans people, so. Yeah, and we I love do, to see I, it. You know, yeah, of course, I do think we're hopefully <coughs> going to keep just improving the lives of trans people. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I can't even see it going backwards at this point i think it's become so known to more people and you know it's it's kind of become a big topic in a lot of countries about their politics and the way they treat trans people and even people in the lgbt community full stop um and i think that's it's it's good that it's being spoken about because it needs to be spoken about for it to change yeah for sure i think we're too loud and too proud at this point that yeah you yeah. know what I mean? I think they just um, need to realise we don't give a fuck as long as we're happy. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? We're not, yeah, we're not going anywhere. Like, get into it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, um... Oh, I love that. <coughs> okay, so... <laughs> just just a little die. bit... Um... Oh, God. <laughs> just... Um... Are you alright? thing. Just shut up. I'm trying okay, to. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. So separately from that, um, what advice, if any, would you give a woman or non-binary femme who is looking to transition now? Like, what advice would you give based on your personal experience? Oh God, that's quite. If any. As well. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I'm trying I wouldn't to get even you to, be able to answer that. I'm trying to get you to talk. <laughs> Question has to be open as hell. I mean, I don't know how to answer Cole. <laughs> I've definitely given a lot of advice, I would say. Not that I'm, like, the font of all knowledge or anything. Like, I'm still mm. very much in the early days of my transition. Like, I'm only two years in. But, you know, there's always, like, the next trans person behind you or whatever. Um, so I've definitely given my first share of advice. I'd probably say... I think a lot of a lot of trans women and trans femmes, you know, like much like cis women, we all feel that pressure to kind of perform at all times and be switched on and be hyper femme and mm. present at all times and, you know, meet certain beauty standards or whatever. And I think for me, I think from the get go I kind of saw straight through that and just yeah. kind of I accepted that, okay. I'm going to get misgendered for a year or more mm. if I don't choose to present every day and I don't wear a wig and I don't put makeup on and, you know, wear, like, breast fillets or, like, whatever, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna get misgendered because people don't see what they think a woman should look like. So I kind of just accepted that by me not presenting, like, my choice not to present and just not wear a wig and not put a body on sort of thing, like... Mm to just kind of be comfortable and just just go about my day-to-day life and just transition sort of not privately but like low-key sort of thing yeah it was it was kind of I felt like that was for me more of an easier option and I know that that's not the easiest option for everyone so some people can kind of deal with the fact that they might be misgendered like early on in their transition and mm. some people you know they really can't like obviously misgendering is an act of violence against us anyway but yeah for me i could kind of deal with you know being called he or that guy or referred to in those kind of ways because 
I knew that it was someone else's perception of me and not my own. Mm. I could kind of mm. just roll my eyes and, you know, go about my day because I knew that I was transitioning and that's all that mattered to me. Yeah, of course. Um, so I think that would probably be my number one piece of advice is just kind of know who you are and, like, fuck everyone else, basically. Oh, yeah, fuck them. Whether, yeah, literally fuck them. Whether you choose to present, <clears throat> you know, the gender you are, whatever that means to you, mm. or whether you just kind of take things naturally and just kind of, you know, go with the flow. Either way is valid and it doesn't make you less of a trans person because you you know, these people don't think you look like one, because what the fuck does that even mean? Do you know what yeah, I mean? What, is, what, is, what does that even mean at this point? Literally, exactly. what does that even mean? Because not everybody medically transitions, so what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think right. and this, just the way everyone's people don't so even more, look much more fluid as well. <laughs> yeah. This people don't even look cis. Cis people <laughs> don't even look cis. Like, um, you heard it here first. <laughs> cis people <laughs> don't even look cis. <laughs> Um, but (laughs) as Kaz said separately from that um (laughs) (laughs) um, so obviously I can see that you recently started a new kind of venture um do you want to tell us a bit about your new business yeah sure so yeah um I for a long time I kind of you know was working in retail and it wasn't necessarily like the best environment for a trans person to work in yeah um, there is no like I had a couple of instances of like managerial transphobia and things like that and it just you know it wasn't a healthy environment for me to like carry on in really yeah and I was just kind of like okay I've got to a point in my transition where I'm comfortable enough where I'm not being misgendered anywhere near as much as I was at the beginning. Like, I kind of wanted to start living beyond my trans status and, like, mm. actually have, like, a life for myself as opposed to just feel like I was funding my transition because, obviously, it's important, but it, it's not all about that. Like, trans people deserve to have a future and have happy lives and all those sorts of things. 100%. Um, and yeah I just decided that I wanted to train in beauty really um it was kind of like always an interest of mine but I'd kind of never felt like I could do it and never felt like um never felt like it was the right time to do it um but I kind of just kind of grabbed it by the horns and jumped into it really and um yeah I'm a qualified male technician now so I started my business, which is Evolve Beauty by Eden Jane, or just Evolve Beauty for short. Um, and I do, I'm a mobile nail technician at the moment. So I do uh, like acrylic, gel, biab, nails um, between Manchester and Preston. Um, mm. It's a safe space for anyone, really, whether you're cis, trans, non binary, whatever. Like, it's just, and like a comfortable place for people to have their nails done literally that is that's what I wanted to offer because mm. when I when I transitioned and I started you know experimenting with having my nails done and things like that and not necessarily knowing the vocabulary or knowing what would be affirming for me or what I even wanted from like a yeah. nail tech or a nail mm. salon I think having like a trans person who has kind of had to learn all of that themselves kind of offer that to like another trans person or you know a cis person that maybe doesn't know 
they've never had their nails done before or something like that it's kind of it's just more of like a comfortable experience um kind of proved to myself as well that I could do it and have my own business and you know be trans but also be a business owner and be a trans business owner and Mm. be all of those things together and not kind of like live beyond my trans status in, in terms of like eradicating it or not talking about it but just kind of showing that yes I'm trans but I can also do this x y and z and be yeah. successful and those sorts of things and yeah you know it was kind of proving to myself that I could do that and I had that potential um and that we all have that potential all trans people do um we don't have to be like victims of the system sort of thing like mm. we can do whatever the fuck we want to do and be good at it mm. okay i love that yeah same <laughs> yeah, that's, that's dope. But- and you finally passed your driving test <laughs> finally <laughs> you finally passed your driving test so you're going to be out here you know being able to get around quickly and better even not even quicker better than public oh. transport no which i'm sure not necessarily quicker yeah yeah being a like a mobile artist (laughs) and then you have like no car no license that sounds very hectic um but Uh, yeah guys make sure you use the hashtag tea time podcast uk while you're listening along i said it at the start so you have no excuses that's just me trying to tell them off (laughs) i don't know if that sounded serious or not It did, but didn't. But it's, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's me. We can work on that. Most serious person. We, 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 same here, Pastor. We we can work on that. It's alright. <laughs> I won't be turning off my kids. <laughs> That's a whole different conversation. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> thank you everybody for listening, and thank you Eden for coming on to thank the you, show. Um, thank you. And yeah, just have a good day, evening. Lunch. I don't know. Whatever time you listen lunch, to this, lunch, breakfast, dinner, whatever. Whatever time you uh, listen weddings, to this, have a good bar mitzvahs, funerals. Sir, 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 sir. Honestly, have whatever sir, it is that you're fun, doing. Be sir, great. Not funerals, not funerals. Well, I mean, oh you never know where people are on their way to or yeah. coming back from. You know, we got a couple no. of planes. <laughs> no, it's 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 a wrap. <laughs> Peace and love, everyone. See you next week. Sorry. All right. Yeah. See. see you okay. Next cool. Week, that's. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>